0: Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from Entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So, that makes you an entree courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So, let's get started, shall we? Well, hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to episode 16 of the Deliver on Your Business podcast. Today, we're wrapping up with the final episode in our section on operations about making business decisions. And today we're going to talk about making those business decisions that keep your costs down on how to get more dollars per mile. Now, this is part of our 31 day courier MBA series talking about mastering your business attitude. And uh, what we do is we talk about different business ideas and apply them to our own delivery businesses. Now, if you do get a chance, you might get some benefit by going back to earlier episodes in this series because many of those earlier episodes lay a foundation for later ones. I will post links to any of the episodes that we refer to in the show notes, and you can go to deliveronyourbusiness.com or to anywhere that you get your podcasts like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, any of those to start uh, listening from the beginning. So folks, let me ask you a question. What do you think hurts your bottom line the most? Is it poor tips? Is it the new pay models that a couple of these places have rolled out? Folks, those things do make a dent, but it's only a dent, especially when you compare it to what can really kill your actual earnings, and that's the number of miles that you drive. Because here's the thing about miles on delivery. If you're driving a car, they cost They cost you money, and they cost you a lot of money, a lot of times more than you realize. Now, if you're doing deliveries on foot, this doesn't apply. If you do it on bike, there's a little bit of cost there involved. If you're on a scooter, maybe a little more. But with a car, it definitely makes a huge dent in your earnings. All right, well, I will admit that when I'm doing bike deliveries... It makes maybe even a bigger dent um, because those miles take a lot of time because I'm just so freaking slow, you know? Now, you've heard me preach this already if you've been listening much to this series. Your car costs you a lot more than just the gas. We're going to get into this more on Thursday because there we will really dig into what your real expenses are. But I'm just going to say this, that the IRS doesn't allow 50 cents a mile as a deduction just to be nice. There are reasons, there's calculations behind that. And here's the thing, especially if you've got a newer car or a more valuable car, and if you, especially if you're making payments on your car, that cost is actually closer to the 58 cents a mile that they calculate. Now, in episode eight, we introduced some key statistics and we encouraged you to track those statistics, now, in that episode, I did suggest maybe using $0.35 cents as, as a possible measurement of your cost per mile because that is going to be closer to the actual amount for those of us with you know more average vehicles or whatever. But I do recommend tracking these three numbers every day to see how you're doing, and that is profit per hour, deliveries per hour, and dollars per mile. These three things give you the best indicators of how you are doing. That profit per hour, that's more of a big picture measurement. The deliveries per hour, they are all about efficiency. But today, we're talking about dollars per mile because that kind of helps get a look at what your actual costs are. So Courier Nation, there are three things that I can really think of that are the three things that will do the most to help you with your bottom line. And all three of these things, I believe, have a much bigger impact on what you've got left over at the end of the day than the occasional bad tips or even the new pay models by uh, Postmates and Grubhub. These are all things, too, that you've got a lot more control over. These things include setting your price by only choosing deliveries that meet your target pay per minute. And we dig into this more in episode 12. By completing your deliveries more quickly, which means you get paid for more deliveries in the same amount of time, and reducing your expenses by reducing the miles that you drive. And basically by improving that dollars per mile metric out of those three measurements that we talked about just a moment ago. All of these are kind of interrelated. You know, there are improvements that are in one area will often help improve the other areas. But today, I really want to focus on how can we reduce those miles? How can we get more dollars per mile? Now, I know that there's a rule out there among a lot of drivers that says you want to shoot for a dollar a mile. And if you're doing a dollar a mile, you're doing good. I think that's a good start. I think that's better than a lot of people are doing. I will say that I think there are way too many drivers that who, who are driving more than a mile for every dollar they earn. And if that is you, you got to really think about this because you're not really making any money. That gas, it's more than just gas. It costs you too much. And I will say that even a dollar a mile is just not enough unless you're really knocking out a huge amount per hour. Because the thing is, is at a dollar a mile, you've still got a good third to half of what you're making is expense. I know it doesn't feel like it because sometimes we think it's just gas, but it is so much more of that. And it's a lot of stuff you have to pay later on. And so, but that is just too high of an expense ratio when you consider that there is a pretty low ceiling on what we can earn. So you've got to get that ratio down. Now, on the other side, I'll hear some say that you don't want too many dollars per mile because there's a tax write-off. You know, if, you're, if you've if you got too many dollars per mile, that means that you have a profit that you have to pay taxes on. Now, I can understand that and I hate taxes as much as the next guy. But the problem is, is that it's kind of like cutting off your nose to spite your face. You know, what I'm saying is, If you're reducing your profits so you don't have to pay taxes, you have less in the end. I would rather pay 25% or so of taxes on profits than to not have those profits to begin with. In other words, I would rather have 75% of that money than to have 100% of nothing. Do you see where I'm going with that? Now, I'm not going to tell you a number to set as your goal. I will tell you that I personally shoot for about $2 a mile. And there are several days that I hit that. There are several days I go better than that. I've never quite hit that for a full month yet, although I've been getting real close. Now, that $2 a mile might not be realistic in an area that's a lot more spread out than my market. It might not be high enough in an area that is really condensed. It really does depend on your market. But you really want to kind of keep an eye on that and see, can that be improved? Can that be better? Now, I'm going to add an important disclaimer that dollars per mile is not the end goal. Dollars per mile is a tool. It's an indicator, but never forget that profit per hour is your main thing that you want to shoot for. Improved dollars per mile usually gets you there, but it is not the goal in and of itself. So here are a few thoughts and some ideas on how you can improve your dollars per mile. First of all, avoid long deliveries wherever possible. Now we talk about this more in episode 12, where we talk about evaluating your orders. And I use a 40 cent rule where an order has to pay 40 cents or more per minute. And the longer it takes to drive, of course, the longer it's going to take for a delivery. But a lot of times when it comes real close, I'm looking at it and it's maybe 30, 35 cents that it looks like it might pay. And I'm trying to decide, is that good enough And distance is often my tiebreaker. It's like I found that the long deliveries that I take usually are the ones that pay less per minute than I expected. It just happens more often than not on longer deliveries. And and the problem is is a low profit per delivery on a longer delivery, just mathematically, just just affects you all the way across the board. It's, It's harder to make up for because of the length of it. Number two. Don't drive around without a reason for those miles. You know, too often it's easy to drive around waiting for hours and that's just costing you money. It's usually better to pull over somewhere and uh, and uh, wait for the orders to come in then. It's safer too. Some people will drop off an order, they shut off their app, and they drive back to a pickup point. Now, of course, part of that comes from you've got to know your market, but I find that in most cases, that's going to be really inefficient. It just adds too many miles. You need to kind of be aware. Are you more likely, are you capable of getting orders before you get back there? And uh, um, sometimes people will deadhead back one way, and then they'll take an order and go right back to where they started from. So I don't recommend that you do that. Now, if you end up somewhere where, you know, there just aren't any restaurants, you know, you can't have out on the fringe of town when you dropped off or, you know, we talk about in episode 11 about identifying the areas that are profitable to deliver there are some suburbs that if I drop off in that area, I do not stick around. I head back to somewhere more profitable because the problem is, is I get sucked into this loop of long, inefficient deliveries if I stay in that suburb. So, but but the main thing is, is that if you're going to drive, you need to have a good purpose and uh, don't just do it just to drive around and um, don't add miles that you don't have to add. If there's not a purpose to it, another thing you can do is you can position yourself in the way that you pick up and drop off. This also relies on knowing your market really well. Know where you're going when you pull up to the restaurant. Think about things like one way streets. What's the easiest way to get onto a main street to get you to your customer? You know, you wanna be thinking about that before you go anywhere. Uh, Sometimes downtown, I will park on a one-way street going one way and walk over the block to the restaurant so that I don't get stuck on one-way streets that take me several blocks out of my way. Things like that. Select your own order of delivery when you're doing multiple deliveries. Now, this is not about multi-apping that we talked about just a couple of episodes ago, but this is more like, you know, when, when one company gives you multiple orders. Some of those apps like DoorDash, I know, and and Grubhub give you the ability to select which order you're going to drop off first. And you do not have to deliver in the order that they give it to you. And a lot of times the order that they give you is not efficient. So you want to think about, okay, you know, what's the shorter route to go? Or the other thing you can think about is, is one of those drop-offs closer to where you want to have, you know, closer to the restaurants that you think you would get orders from, you know, so make your choices best based on what's going to be the most efficient and what's going to provide, you know, the least amount of driving overall. Think about having shorter alternate routes. Uh, This is another reason to really know your market. Now, GPS is amazing, but there are a lot of times that i found that, you know, Waze and Google, they do not always consider those shorter, secondary or side roads. Now, obviously, you want to make sure if you're taking a side road that you're not doing it where all of a sudden you get stuck having to cross a really busy road without a light or something like that. Again, know your market. And, and that's one of the reasons eventually that I, I gave up on Waze because they just did that too often. Sometimes, uh, I don't know, they, they they just didn't seem, I think they were on crack on some of their routes. Google is too, sometimes too. But uh, sometimes you can just take a straight line through a neighborhood a lot more efficiently than the main routes that they suggest that might take you a little more out of the way. Another thing you can do is every once in a while, you might have a situation where you consider walking. Now, where I have this happen a lot of times is downtown, you know, where it takes a long time to get around a block or especially with the one way streets or different things like that. And sometimes I find it is faster to walk two or three blocks to the restaurant and then come back than it is to try and drive closer to the restaurant and try and find parking there. So every once in a while, walking can be a better route on those really short deliveries. One other thing I would suggest is you use what I call the one mile equals one minute rule. Say you've got a straight route through traffic, but then you've also got the option of a longer but faster route. Maybe there's a freeway that loops around, you know, and so it's going to be a lot faster, but it's also going to be longer. Which one do you choose and how do you determine that? Well, what you want to do in these situations is you're going to measure the cost of your time. And I take you back to our 40 second rule. I I, I throw that out all the time that your time is worth 40 cents a minute or whatever your goal is. And so what you want to do is you want to evaluate is the time that you save worth more than the extra miles or are the miles that you save worth more than the extra time? And there's a way to simplify that, especially if your cost per mile is pretty close to that per minute goal that you're shooting for. So let's say you're going with a 40 cent roll, it's 40 cents a minute, and you've got your cost per mile somewhere around 35 cents a minute. You can pretty much kind of simplify that and just say one mile is about the same value as a minute. And then you just look at uh, you know what the estimates are on your GPS. If it says the route is four minutes, I'm sorry, if that route is four miles longer and it saves you a couple of minutes, I'm going to take that shorter route because the miles cost me more than what the time savings would be. And if it's the other way around, you, you see what I get. You take the one that costs you the less. Now, you will notice on that last one that I just mentioned that using that rule will at times add more miles. Now, that's okay because what you're doing is you're looking at the bigger picture. And, and that's why it's important to state this again, that the big picture is what's most important. Saving miles is good. And more often than not, it is the better way to go. But like everything else that we've been doing in this whole operations section, you want to make sure that you're not saving in one area to the point that you cost yourself even more somewhere else. So you want to make good business decisions, be aware that your miles cost you and what they cost you, and be conscious of your dollars per mile. And if you do all of those things, you will find that you are going to gradually improve your dollars per mile. And you'll especially be able to notice that if you are doing, like we talk about in Episode 8, tracking day by day those statistics. Now, talking about Episode 8 right now is probably appropriate because Episode 8 was the very start of our operations section of episodes, and today is the last. Tomorrow, we are going to start diving into finances. And for the next six episodes, we will talk about the money side of your delivery business. So I want to thank you again for tuning in. I invite you to head on over to DeliverOnYourBusiness.com and you can check out previous episodes. You can click on the blog tab there and that'll take you to our EntreeCourier.com website. You can check out older posts there. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, even LinkedIn. Just search for Entree Courier. While you're at the website, sign up for our weekly Courier Nation motivation email where every Monday we send out a little bit of motivation to start the week and then we'll give you recaps of the information we've provided over the past week. Folks, if this podcast is helping you at all, if the website provides useful information, can I ask a favor of you? See, I don't like to ask the favor straight up. I want to do my best to provide useful information and and by doing that, earn the right to ask you that favor. If this podcast and if this website are helpful at all, could you spread the word? Could you let people know about us? If you know other drivers who are doing delivery work and you think this might help them out, tell them about us. Share us on Facebook and Twitter or any of your social media and heck, even on LinkedIn because now that we're talking about developing a business attitude, LinkedIn might make a little bit of sense, right? Review us on iTunes or Stitcher if you use those because those reviews help us get found. One last thing that I'll ask of you, my friends, please go out there, take control of your business and your life as an independent contractor, go and be the boss.